Welcome back, everybody. One more time to Goonies World. I am Meanie, also known as Ryan, and joining me as always, Goonie, also known as Colin. Hey. And Johnny Pharaoh, also known as Sean. Hello, everybody. Good to be back. And we are here once again in the beautiful mountain town of Jupiter Springs for the, what is very probably anyway, to be the finale of the Spirit uh, series set in the early 1970s. Uh, And of course, we were joined by our friends Bart Garfinkel and Bing Kingsley, who have just um, infiltrated the Jupiter Springs Brewery uh, in search of uh, a dead Bigfoot uh, that was shot by the owner of the brewery, one Dale Johnston, uh, the uh, namesake of the uh, brewery's best-selling beer, Pale Dale's Pale Ale. And um, when we left our, uh, well, I'd call them heroes, but I don't know that are exactly heroes. Uh, no, I'm, I'm exactly a hero. I'm exactly a hero. That's what Mary Tyler Moore told me the time I found her poodle. I think um, for Bart... <laughs> um, for Bart, uh, this is probably his origin story. He's not yet a hero, but he's, he might be a hero in the future. He might be en route to becoming a hero after yeah. this, when he gains some confidence and and such um well you had um sort of uh snuck around through the uh brewery a bit um not very many people working of course uh and of course also bart doesn't know yet or or didn't realize up until that point that uh he physically resembled one of the employees um but uh you worked your way through and then discovered Dale and uh, one of his employees sort of talking out by the docks uh, where he had this hand truck loaded up with uh, a roughly man-sized object wrapped in a blue tarp. Um, and he seemed they seemed to be startled by something, which was apparently the return of Chris Simmons and uh, promptly hid the presumably the dead Bigfoot on the truck. And uh, you guys snuck in there and uh, were kind of talking and wondering what to do when Chris himself, uh, almost a doppelganger of Bart Garfinkel, uh, came in a door and up the stairs. And that is where we begin with this guy. um, And he's got uh, a lanyard around his neck with this, uh, you know, driver's license on it. Uh, with his, you know, like his ID, he's got his picture on it and everything. And he looks, I mean, the, the resemblance is just uncanny. I mean, you guys are like the same build, the same height. He's got the same mustache, the same facial features approximately, same hairstyle. I mean, it's it's just bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like you're looking in a mirror. Um, and he comes up the stairs and sees you guys. Uh, standing there outside the uh, the dock door where uh, Dale had pushed 
this package into the back of the truck that the dock door is still open, but he closed the uh, rear door of the truck. Um, so that's closed. And uh, just a few seconds ago, you had heard the uh, the engine on that truck. Presumably Dale hopped out and started it. Um, and you can hear that running outside that dock door. But Chris comes up and sees you, walks up the stairs and sees you guys standing there and he just freezes and his eyes lock onto Bart glances over at Bing Hi there, I'm Bing Kingsley from Cream Magazine and I'm gonna shove the fucking ether rag in his face (laughs) Okay, um I, I'm not familiar with ether. What uh, what sort of effect uh, might this be likely to have? Well, uh, Hunter S. Thompson described an ether binge as being rendering you helpless, irresponsible, and depraved. But uh, it could also make you pass out. What I'd like to do is just get him to not block our way. You know what I mean? And, mm. uh, hey, smell this! And uh, I mean, I don't know if I can really just shove it in his face narratively. I'm happy to roll or whatever. But... Uh, we we need to get we need to get Bigfoot out of here. All right. Um, let's see. Let's call that a reflexes roll. All right. Let's call that a reflexes roll. My my reflexes are fifty one. They're a little slow because of all the ether I've had over the years. <laughs> oh my god! I got a fifty two. Fifty two. Well, that is sufficiently close um, that I think... Um, There's a lot of fumes. The fumes are... Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, do, let's do another... Let's do a... Uh, so you, you lunge at him with this ether rag, and you try to, you know, shove it in his, on, uh, over his face, but he, he, he throws his hands up, and... Uh, sort of stops you from doing that, but uh, make an opposed strength check okay. against... No, him. buddy, oh. take this. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love this. Okay, I got a 15 that Ooh. time. Well, he got an 87, so I'm gonna say that you outmuscle him quite significantly, and indeed are able to, you know, smash this rag uh, into his face, and... Uh, I mean, I am imagining, and you can narrate it differently if you if you choose. But what I'm imagining is you've kind of got like one hand like around the back of his head, and the other one's just kind of like you know mashing yeah. this rag and yeah, I've been the classic. Um, and um, he just kind of goes kind of limp and woozy, and uh, oh man, what did you do? Your, that guy's your complete uh, doppelganger. Surely you're familiar with the legend of the doppelganger from German mythology. Yes, I am. Uh, I can't believe it. I, I'm gonna. I I need to have proof of it. I'm gonna take his lanyard. Yeah, take show the lanyard. That there's yeah. a doppelganger. Yeah, the doppelgangers are all over Jupiter Springs. Who knew? Who knew? But listen, we got to drag this guy out of the, you know, main thoroughfare here, and then let's get the Bigfoot the hell out of here. Help me drag this big fella back into the freezer. Um, so you want to drag him all the way through the uh, 
brewing room into the yeast fridge, or did did he like come out of a door or something? Like came from up some stairs. Yes. So he. Or yes. Some, yeah. So there's a um, there are the three dock doors that uh, lead out to uh, what would be the backs of trucks, um, and you didn't. Well, I'm not even going to tell you that because you didn't see it. But um, and then next to that, there's a little you know man door. Uh, next to the the very first dock that uh, leads up some stairs uh, into this uh, sort of bottling area, and that is where he came from. Okay. And presumably, uh, if and when Dale comes back, he will use that same door, probably. But you don't. Yeah. I mean, you don't know for sure. Yeah. So let's uh, let's put him somewhere where Dale won't see him because that yes. will match with well. You know, happens yeah. in the future. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it can't be that far away. I didn't. I didn't picture it as like being huge. Let's just hey, let's drag him back into one of those doors we didn't open before. That'll be fun. It'll be a gas. All right. So, uh, where would you like to drag this uh, semi-conscious uh, person to? I mean, he's kind of still standing here. He's just very, uh, you know, uh, flaccid. You might say. Just looks kind of out of it, semi-rigid, semi-rigid. Yeah, that's like the last time I party with Cary Grant. He was like that the whole night. I don't know what happened to him. Anyway, though, come back here, buddy. Come, there's a big party back here. I want to show you something. I got Goldie Hawn in the back room. Come on this way. We'll stumble that guy. You remember there was a couple doorways back in that other room we didn't look into. Let's just stash him in there. Well, okay. he kind of stumbles along uh, if you guide him. There's a good uh, fellow, that's right. Back through the uh, the large double swingy doors into the uh, area with all the you know large kettles. And um, <clears throat> he's not making any real noise. And in fact, I mean, as you may recall, the uh, the ventilation in this room, the ventilation fans sort of venting the steam from the boiling kettles uh, is quite loud. Um, but you see uh, the guy who came into this room that you kind of hid from uh, on the other side of the doors as he pushed them open uh, is in this room, and he is facing away from you down by these uh, stacked up 55-pound sacks of grain um, you can't really see what he's doing from here, but he's doing something, uh, and you have no idea how long it's going to be before he's liable to turn around. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on. Good. Nice and easy, nice and easy. All right, so um, the closest... There, so there, there are two doors that you uh, have not yet, uh, you know, been through. Uh, there's one fairly close to these double doors and one all the way down at the other side of the room, very close to where this man is I, who is talking uh, yeah. to Dale is standing. I, so I think we need to go to the closest door. Let's get him in there. Right this way, fella. Shh. That's right. Got a big surprise in here. All right. So you lead him over there. It just you know takes a couple seconds to uh, traverse this room and... Uh, the door has like a, a metal like you know handle on it and you open it and um 
you see basically um, there's like a whiteboard uh, on uh, what those like a tripod thing. It's not tripod. It's not the word for it, but whatever. Um, and a, a kind of smallish uh, conference table, basically with some uh, you know office chairs around it, and uh, there's some like scribbles uh, on the on the board, but uh, they seem meaningless. And um, you guys walk into this room and close the door behind you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, there are a couple windows here um, leading to the outside um, that might be openable. You can check that out if you'd like. Um, you want to just deposit this guy on this? Uh, I mean, he's large enough, to, or the table is large enough that he can he could fit on it. If you want to try to lie him down there to, you know for this ether to wear off or, or sit him in a chair or whatever. I think you ought to lie him down and then give him an extra dose so he stays asleep for a long time. Yeah, lie down under the table here, fella. Under the table. Okay, and you kind of have to guide him a little bit, um, but you get him kind of under the table and fairly well concealed from view, although... Uh, if anybody came in here and tried to sit down to have a meeting, they might, you know, they, they would definitely notice and or step on him. But uh, he's compliant in any case. Yeah, here, I'm just going to give you one more little sniff. This is going to send you off to La La Land, all right? This is where you're going to see Goldie Hawn. Here you go. Take a nice big whiff, buddy. All right, so uh, you uh, press this rag down onto his face again for... A matter of time, and uh, he looks like he's probably going to be out of it for a fair bit. And what do you want to do next? I I think uh, so. Nobody walks in this door. Uh, we should go out the window if we can, and we could. We should try to uh, put a chair under the uh, doorknob and uh, block it. Or does it? Does the door open? Which way does the door open? <laughs> it opens. It opens into the room. Yes. There you okay. Go. Good. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. You know, you got you got a you got a, a natural skill for espionage. Yeah, I'm not so stupid after all. Stupid kids always telling me I'm so stupid and fat. Oh, don't worry. We're gonna make a man out of you. We're gonna make a Casanova out of you before we're done. You're going to meet a beautiful girl and settle down and achieve all your dreams. But yeah, you get that chair at the door. I'll see if I can't jimmy this window open. We can just climb out the window if you think you can fit through it. <laughs> no, that was a joke. That was so rude. I'm sorry. <sighs> okay. I'm going to take... I'm going to pull up this chair and, and block the door. All right. Uh, and I'm not even going to make you roll for that. That's pretty easy enough to do um, I probably should point out that the chairs all have wheels on them or casters on them um, <laughs> do they have so, they'll just, they'll just screw right off they screw right off yeah you might want to uh, you might want to screw okay. them yeah. screw them off let the uh, legs dig into the uh, the carpet a bit um, 
so you get that done. And um, I should ask, um, you took the lanyard, didn't you, Bart? Yes, uh, to, to show proof of my doppelganger. All right, and what did you do? Where do you? Where is it at at the moment? Um, I mean, the easiest and quickest thing would probably just to wear it, just put it on, for now. Okay, fair enough. And uh, so it sounded like you were going to try your luck with the windows. Yeah, we'll we'll get the windows open and then drop out and get to that truck and get out of here. Well, the windows do open. Um. They have screens in them. I'm just going to punch the screen out. That's what I had to do last time I went to Eric Clapton's house. All right. Well, you punch the screen out. and um, I wasn't invited. I just went there. (laughs) And uh, were you punching it out from the inside or from the outside? (laughs) No, I was punching it out from the outside at Eric Clapton's house, but now I'm punching it out from the inside. Gotcha. Yeah, Patty Harrison and I don't get along. I'm not welcome. Yeah. All right, well, that is going to make some noise. So I am going to roll some dice. Uh-oh. Uh, that's going to be a 17. Uh, and so you hear voices say, What the hell? And uh, you hear some footsteps coming uh, this way from the direction of the docks. Time to go. Oh, let's, let's get out of here. Yeah, I'll go first. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll uh, <clears throat> hop up and, you know, get up my butt up on the window and jump out feet first. Oh, my God. Uh... Well, I mean, okay. unless, it's, Look, unless we're on the second story or something. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, no, I didn't no, imagine. Down for... yeah. No, you're not on the second story. It's just uh, <laughs> it's going to create some interesting complications. But we'll, we'll Being deal Kingsley with doesn't think things through. If I was worried about <laughs> creating complications, I'd be welcome at Eric Clapton's house. Um, so you punch the screen out and you hear this voice... Uh, Apparently somebody heard this and uh, are now approaching. And you just hop out the window, and this kind of tall, large, pale-skinned man, a fairly young man, just stops in his tracks. And I should describe this outside area. So you're standing on a sidewalk, um, and it goes. There's uh, another. There's a door, um, sort of to your right um, and uh, like a, one of those um, like old tall, like at the mall, those like tall cylindrical metal ashtrays mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and just like overflowing with, with cigarette butts. Um, presumably that's Dale's smoking door and he steps out to have a cigarette. Um, and you see um, three Jupiter Springs uh, beer trucks. They're like, you know, semis basically with like extended cabs. Um, and uh, all three of them are just lined up at these dock doors uh, from before. And um, the guy who overheard you, Dale, obviously, 
uh, is walking in your direction. He's about um, between the of the so if we number the trucks from furthest to closest as one, two, three. He's between truck two and three as you hop out of this window, and he just stops, says, "Who the hell are you?" I'm Ben Kingsley from Cream Magazine. How are you? What the? What are you? What are you doing here? Why are you punching out my windows? Here, let me show you. First of all, let me let me, uh, let me go over here, and I'm gonna pick up the uh, you know the ashtray thing, unless it's like bolted to the ground or something. I uh, no, is it? Uh, I would pick it up and say, "See, like this ashtray here," and I want to fling all the ashes in his face. <laughs> I mean, they're not okay. burning. I, you know, not to burn no. him, but you know, yeah, yeah, right, right. It's just, it's just a full of cigarette butts. I mean, yeah, yeah it's not going to burn him, but it will probably, uh, at at a minimum, cause some confusion. Um, yeah, that's my hope. So uh, you launch these uh, <laughs> butts and ashes into the guy's face, and. Uh, he, he, what the what, what's that for? And he starts he's just rubbing his eyes and kind of coughing and um yeah, and then hopefully all right now's your chance uh Chris let's go okay yeah I think so I see where this is going. while he's you know temporarily you know blinded or looking away I would I will try to hop out and make a run for the truck. Okay. Well, I'm imagining basically the, you know, Dale is standing here like Trent rubbing his eyes and trying to regain, you know, his vision as you guys are basically sprinting uh, as fast as you can past him. Um and of course, the Bigfoot was um placed in truck 1, the furthest one away from where you are now. Um and you see as you pass by that the um, trucks one and three are both running. Uh, truck two is, is off. Um, but you run past and um, as you, you're getting past Dale, he seems to be sort of recovering and he, he looks over at, at Chris. Mm-hmm. He says, what, what the, what are you doing? What the hell is this? And what? Who's this Bing Kingsley got Chris? You gotta explain yourself. And I assume you're just gonna ignore him. Yeah, I totally ignore him. I'm gonna hop in the the passenger side of the truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll drive. Um, yeah, I can't drive. A, I'm too much of a wreck. Well, uh. When Dale realizes what you're doing, he starts running over there. Is it? No, 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 no. That, that's a. You're, you're supposed to be in truck three. What nope. are you doing? Nope. And he's he's looks like he's going to try to stop you, but uh, you um, punch it. <laughs> get up into the cab and, and slam the door shut. And um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I assume. Uh, being Kingsley knows how to drive a manual transmission, but this thing has like 26 fucking gears. And so it's probably going to, you know, take you a second to kind of figure out what you're doing. And Dale has, uh, climbed up onto the, uh, the run, you know, the 
I don't know if it's called a running board and a semi, but basically yeah. you know, the, the step. Uh, and he's kind of standing there, and um, uh, he looks like he's trying to pull the door open. Are you, have you locked it? Uh, no, but I'm gonna like open it, <laughs> like knock him off. I like to open the bump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I'm not even gonna make it roll. I think that's uh, that's plenty plenty fair enough. So he uh, falls off, and uh, you start pulling slowly away. Now this thing's accelerate really slowly, but faster than Dale is going to be able to run. He kind of falls on his ass, of course, when you push him out. And he kind of tries to futilely run after you as you as you shift through the small gears. Yeah, and um, I know exactly how to drive one of these things. I wrote that story Big Rig Summer, you know, three years ago when I went across country with the Big Rig guys. So, yeah, I picked up a few rudiments of it. Well, good. Good, because you're going you're gonna to need it. And um, you see that... Um, there's only one road uh, or access road out of this sort of, you know, parking area. Um, and that will, is going to lead you back. Well, and you saw the entrance, the truck entrance, when you were mm-hmm. uh, scouting out earlier. So presumably that is where this goes. And uh, so you hop on the access road and it kind of curves back around to uh, CR525 and uh, presumably you're going to take a left and then take another, I don't know, where you go. Do you even know where you're going? You know, you're the expert mm. around here. Ooh, well, he probably just wants to, I'm not sure uh, <laughs> what direction uh, we were actually going when we started, but his reasoning would be just to get as far away as he can from this place uh, until you know just to make sure that they're not chasing after him and um, just to make sure that we're far enough away to be safe alright well Well, basically oh go ahead I was going to say, as my friend John Kay once said, let's get this motor running and head out on the highway. Very good, indeed. Uh, so you arrive um, at the intersection with the 152, and basically you can take a right, and that'll go towards Jupiter Springs, like downtown Jupiter Springs. Or you can take a left, and that'll go kind of in the direction basically of Toloa Pines. So, well, um realistically Bart would probably want to if he thought this there was a Bigfoot in the back of the truck, uh he would want to head towards the uh Toloa Pines National Forest to maybe if it was still alive, maybe he could set it free or something or at least and at least there would be uh, some, you know, we could m- maybe get somewhere where there's no one else around, so no one else would see us with a Bigfoot. All right. Uh, that makes sense. Now, of course, uh, as far as you guys know, uh, up to this point, you know, the, it's it's dead. It's for, I mean, it was shot. Um, but, of yeah. course, your but future still- selves... He, yeah, our future selves know it's still alive, but I think he's still, you know, until he sees the body, he's going to hold out hope that maybe it's still alive. 
I think that's pretty well in character uh, <laughs> from what I know of Bart. So that makes sense. So um, you, you uh, f- being following uh, Bart's inst- or directions, you, you, you take a left and head towards Taloa Pines. Um, and um, it isn't terribly long um, driving along. Well, at speeding, I should say. Oh yeah, along along this uh, state highway that uh, we uh, get to flash forward. So of course you were, um, you know, pulled over, and the uh, then the uh, (laughs) gang of night rangers then stopped you, and then the guy who pulled you over uh, happened upon you. And the Night Rangers, and uh, and that is when we heard this tremendous animalistic roar from the from the you know rear of the truck as after it had been shaking violently uh, for a while, and um, that is where we are now um, with. Uh, the officer uh having just said what the uh and everybody's eyes glued to <sighs> the back of this semi the trailer of this semi as and the the one sort of roar is the only clearly animal noise that uh you've heard but this thing is still just like rocking uh back and forth kind of violently and now you can start to hear like uh, sounds of like breaking glass coming from inside there and um, the uh, the officer looks over at Bart he says what the hell you got in there (gasps) it's alive Oh, he's got tears running down his cheeks. Um, <laughs> it's alive. I can't believe it. I knew it wasn't true. we got to help him. we got to help. He just completely ignores uh, <clears throat> the cop's question and, and runs towards the back of the truck to try to open it up. Even though it's okay. smashing things around. He just well, he doesn't even think about it. He's just going right towards the truck. Well, as soon as you run past him towards the rear of the truck, Get the tased. officer <laughs> No, he uh, tasers have not been invented yet. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't think. Um but he does you know, draw his weapon, uh his service revolver, and uh he says, Oh, whoa, 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 buddy. I asked you what you got in there. Is he looking at him? Yes. At then I'm going to pull out my 38. Okay. <laughs> Wait, officer. Excuse me. Um, I'm just going to have to ask you to hold on just for a minute. Okay, pal? Now, is, the, is he looking back now at uh, Bing when he does that? Yes. Because now I, I've been waiting to use something, and um, 
I think earlier I did mention I had grabbed some stuff out of my trunk, but I also think he would have already had it on him for protection against children. Um, he's carrying a, a canister of bear mace, and uh, as soon as he looks away towards Bing, um, he's going to spray the cop in the face with the bear mace. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So now that we now that we know that uh, we're not going to cause a time uh, paradox, um, uh, we're free to get a little bit more crazy. I think. Um, <laughs> and right, yeah, so, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, well, let's, first of all, let's make sure you can actually hit him in the face. Yeah. Want, which will, of course, blind him and put him in excruciating pain for quite some time. So I'm going to call that a, a reflex test. All right. Um, and, uh, oh, crap. I rolled the 90. Oh, shit. Well, so that doesn't hit him in the face, but it does get his attention. Because um, it, kind of, it kind of, you know, whizzes past his face. And um, you can see his, you know, his eyes are already starting to water. And but he but he looks at you and says, "What? What the hell do you think you're doing, you stupid son of a?" And then the rear door of the trailer explodes, and this approximately like uh, six foot four ish hairy ape-like creature leaps out of the back of the truck and it's covered in like it's like wet and it smells like like sulfur and beer and you can see in the back of the trailer it has smashed up um, several of these cases of Pale, Pale Dale's Pale Ale and uh, it looks around at all of you and makes another one of these animalistic screams and um, the officer immediately you know beat put you know beads his pistol right at the thing and, and he's going no. imminently going to start shooting it repeatedly I mean, um, his eyes just, it just just pop wide open he looks absolutely terrified if I can make a reflex save um I think it's only uh, the only thing that Bart would do is to jump in front of the gun to try to keep him from shooting uh, Bigfoot. Yeah, and if and if I could be doing something the same instant, I think that I would just reflexively reach out and just try to grab the cop's arm, you know, to deflect the the aim a little bit. All right. Well, you're a little far away to just reach out. You'd have to like run over there. Yeah, I'll do a little run. I was at Haight Asbury yeah. in '67. I've this is not the first cop I've tangled with. So yeah, Bart just wants to leap, you know, uh, in slow motion. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good. If he's moving in slow motion, that'll give me plenty of time to get over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> you leap in front uh, of the of the creature. Uh, and the cop uh, 
looks like it looks kind of pissed to be honest um he's like what are you do what are you doing that that's good things dangerous he's gonna he's gonna kill all of us no he won't kill us as long as we mean no harm to him i know all about this majestic creature you can't harm him and um <laughs> do you have your back to the creature Bart? Um, yeah, I'm assuming so. <laughs> um, you feel its hands grab your upper arms, like your biceps, and uh, it begins lifting you off the ground. <clears throat> yes! Yes! I love you, Bigfoot! (laughs) You get the distinct impression that its original intention was to, you know, throw you somewhere, just get you out of the way, right? So he could just, so it could just start, like, attacking other people. But it's almost like it's like a dog in a way, right? Like it's emotionally intelligent enough that it senses your great joy at being picked up. <laughs> and it, you hear from behind you, it makes kind of a grunting noise and uh, slowly sets you, but be, begins okay. to set you back down. I was going to ask if it had a boner or something. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, and not only does it not have a boner, um, if you uh, you could make out some Bigfoot titties. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Patty from the Patterson footage, maybe. So, but anyway, this it slowly lowers you back to the ground. Um, and this st- clearly strikes the officer as odd and he begins to look a little more hesitant about whether he should actually shoot this thing and in fact the creature seems to have calmed down pretty dramatically I mean it looked like it was going to go on a fucking rampage and now it seems like it's more confused than anything but has been somehow soothed by its ability to sense Bart's Emotions. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to um, gesture um, in what he thinks is, you know, Bigfoot language, or you know, like kind of ape gestures, and uh, make some uh, grunting noises, and try to communicate, and kind of uh, stroke with the back of my hand uh, its fur. And uh, so he's like, yeah. So, what is the message you were trying to communicate, friend? Um, yeah, he's saying, "I'm a friend, and it's okay." I'll protect you. 
Um, and this, the glint of a, a sort of glint of understanding appears in this creature's eye, and <laughs> and it begins gesturing to you and grunting. We <laughs> just do this for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> but you get back from it a message that feels like it says, uh. I'm trying to figure out how how to word it. Suck on uh, my titties. <laughs> um, pale man, bad. Loud uh, boom. I know. That's what he's saying in in Bigfoot language. He he, he understands. He knows. He won't let the pale man hurt him. Why pale man hurt us? And he says that um, he's a stupid albino. No, he says that uh, (laughs) (laughs) that he was scared and that, uh, you know, it's just our we're ignorant humans are ignorant and uh, that he didn't mean to uh, hurt you he just didn't know <clears throat> you know he you alarmed him and and it was reflex and that's all and so being um, from your perspective and, and indeed uh, all of the pale riders who of course had have their bikes parked on the side of the road uh, up at the front of the truck have by this point all walked over to the rear of the truck where you guys all are the cop has lowered his firearm and everybody's basically standing around watching this scene of of Bart and this creature basically just like waving their arms around and going <laughs> and, and like they just they can't fucking believe this is happening like they're just gobsmacked and Big Rooster, the uh, sort of leader of this, uh, I don't know how, the chapter or whatever of the, of the Night Rangers, says, when there's a sort of lull in, you know, your conversation, he says, uh... What, 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 what did it say? What did it say, Chris? It said that. Uh, uh, I'm not Chris, by the way. Um, I'm um, I'm um, uh, Rocco Van Honker. Um, <laughs> of come back. Close enough. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Rocco Von Honker, come magazine. <laughs> Photographer. And Bigfoot said that P- 
Paildale shot him, and he's bad, but I tried to explain to him that uh, he just was scared, and that's why he shot Now, I hope that's true. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I don't want to believe that Pale Dale would shoot Bigfoot just to kill him, to make a trophy or something. Uh, so, I told Bigfoot uh, that uh, I wouldn't let him or anyone else ever hurt him. Her. It's a her again. And everybody just kind of looking around at each other like, what in the fuck are we watching? And um, you hear, actually, you I assume you've turned around to sort of talk to them. And uh, the creature puts its hand on your shoulder and kind of turns you around to face it once more and uh, grunts a couple more times. Uh, which you basically interpret as, you know, goodbye, I gotta go. Um, well, he's very tempted to, um, actually, <clears throat> yeah, he was, he, uh, wants to, uh, take off his clothes and run after her, but he, Restrains himself from doing that, <laughs> like, like running off together into the woods to live with her. But he, he just says, "Goodbye, Bigfoot. Goodbye. Later, Bigfoot. I'll see you again." And uh, you are not currently within the uh, actual park, uh, but I mean you're pretty close and. It's very, very densely wooded here, and uh, unless you, unless anybody makes an effort to stop it, the creature is going to turn around and walk off into the woods with the familiar gait of that video from the '60s. Yeah, he's got to look right. back, or she's got to look back she's once. Look back, you know? yeah, look back once. Right. Yeah. right Every exactly. time that I'm walking and I look back, I think of that footage for some reason. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm just going to just wave at it and you know cry and and say, uh, "Be free, be free, Bigfoot! Go on, be free!" And uh, it disappears into the forest, and ah. <laughs> uh, all of the night rangers are looking at around at each other uh, and yeah I mean they clearly <laughs> just can't believe in the, the cop as well I mean nobody really knows what to think about this it's just it's just so mind-blowing and finally the officer kind of looks around uh, at everybody and says I think it might be best if we just forget this ever happened 
Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, it's just all a bad ether dream, man. Sorry, I, sorry yeah, I tried to grab you. Sorry, I tried to grab your gun. It was reflex. I'm sorry. Yeah, just forget I ever sprayed beer base at you. It never happened. Well, I don't think it's any more likely that you would have sprayed bear mace at me than I just saw somebody talking to a goddamn Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah and no by the way, ever, you, no you one said ever you needs to. Sorry. That's right. Go ahead. No, I said, no one ever needs to know about this at all, except for the readers of Cream Magazine. Oh, God. And by the way, you said you ain't Chris? No. Uh, uh, Chris is, uh, my, either my doppelganger or maybe, um, me from the future. And we might have made a disruption to the space-time continuum. Well, he kind of looks over at the Night Rangers and uh, waves them off, and they just shaking their heads walk back in the direction of their motorcycles. Hey, we'll catch you later. We'll party later, Big Rooster. All right. But then the, uh, but then he says, "Well, unfortunately, uh, I'm going to have to ask you to put your hands behind your back." Me? Yes, you. Officer, if I may, it was all my idea. It wasn't his fault. It was all, take me. I've been arrested 54 times since 1964. Take me. It was all my idea. I put him up to it, officer. Please, take me. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Well, uh, now I could take you both. How's that? Well, I'll make a phone I... call. We'll be out of here. Don't worry. <sighs> I can't go to prison. No uh, one's going to prison. He doesn't know who I really am. I'll tell you, why don't you have a seat right here on the... Uh, oh, fuck, what was it called? Why don't you have a, a seat right here on the back of this... Uh, what's left of the back of this trailer? Uh, I gotta go uh, call some stuff in real quick. Just sit tight. And he... Uh, Walks over to his car and gets in and picks up the radio and begins yapping. Have all of the Night Rangers already ridden away, or are they still chatting? They have all? not ridden away, but they are just now getting to the motorcycles, and you're hearing them, you know, kickstarting them and revving them up and stuff. I want to run over to one of the motorcycles. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, excuse me! And hop onto the bike and uh, gun it if I can. If a guy hadn't, if there's still somebody who hasn't gotten on one, maybe. Um, or, or I mean, you can attempt to hop on the back of one with somebody as well, if if that would. No, I want one on my own. You just hey, take a, room. take some of this ether. <laughs> all right, well, uh, all right, uh, I'll, I'll give you, an, I'll give you an opposed reflex safe to try to uh, get, you know, get there before, get on it and and get out of there before Thank this you. guy does. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, come on, man. I got an 08. It's fate. Oh. Yeah, well, come he got on. a 57, so. All right. You, uh. Vroom, vroom. You know, 
kickstart this thing and, and start revving it up. And uh, the cop, uh, the uh, sheriff's deputy, uh, hops out of his car and begins j- waving wildly. What are you going to do? I'm going to ride over to Bart and say, Get on! <laughs> Is there room? <laughs> he, will he yeah. fit on Hop the up back of the bike? He'll fit. It'll be a, it'll be a tight squeeze because he's a be, big guy. A big guy. It'll be a constant wheelie all the way to Colorado. Let's go. And I would like to escape into the night or the sunset or whatever time it is. I'd like to just ride off. Um, it'll be a little while yet before yeah. sunset, but. Uh, yeah, you uh, you pull up to Bart, and he gets on. And the cop starts running in your direction, but just as he's starting to get to you, you gun it and take off, and he has to scramble back to his car, slam the door shut, turn his sirens on, and he pulls out after the both of you. Uh, of course, motorcycles accelerate, uh, you know, and, and tend to go much yeah, faster than a car. So um, we we don't really know I guess what happens after that Uh, perhaps they escape perhaps they get pulled over we may find out on a future episode we may find out on a future episode but not in this series of consecutive episodes because uh, we're going into our uh, you know annual holiday break That's that's right we usually break in December and so oh yeah we will we will come back in 2022 with more adventures for you. Thank you for That's listening right. this year. 2022.